Welcome to Catholic Leadership for Civil Society, an intentional community of Catholic leaders. This is a space about Catholic leadership, but not for the parish or the diocese. This is Catholic leadership for the world. Stay with us and allow us to share with you a vision handed to us by the Second Vatican Council to help advance the mission of the Church. It all boils down to one idea, engaging society as civic leaders. My name is Christopher Pereira. I am your host. My co-host, Erin Morning, is also in the room. Good morning, Erin. Good morning, Christopher, and good morning, everyone. Um, before we start, please take the time now to ping five people, five Catholic professionals that you know and follow in Clubhouse. When you do this, uh, they will be invited to join the room and their friends will be notified and attracted to the room as well. Excellent. Thank you, Erin. And, and we want to invite at this point everybody who is a regular or even if you're just joining us for the first time, uh, both in Erin's in and my bio here on Clubhouse, if you click on our photo, you will be directed to our bio, you will see a link to our Telegram group. And that is that is a, a, a group in Telegram where we are uh, sort of continuing this weekly conversation. So if you join our group in, in Telegram, you'll be able to see all of the uh, follow-up conversations and resources that are shared on Telegram. But particularly, what you'll be able to see is the image of the week. Along with the topic of every week, we post an image. And as you know, the overarching theme of our weekly room is Catholic Leadership for Civil Society, but every week we have a specific topic. This week is professionalism, and the image of the week is right there on the Telegram group. And I have it in front of you. So if you can't see it, if you can't see it, please go check it out. It's a beautiful image of uh, the sacred family, of, of the Holy Family. It's a beautiful image of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. And what is taking place there, they are uh, in St. Joseph's workshop. And you can you can sort of look at the image and, and get an idea of the family dynamics, right? But as, as what it, how it pertains to the topic that we're discussing today, you can see the care, the love in the portrayed in, in, the, in the image uh, painted by this artist uh, of St. Joseph as he passes along a trade to his son, uh, Jesus. And, and, and of course, the light is reflected in Jesus, as you can see, and, and he's at the center of the image. But it is very clear that he is uh, learning a trade from a, 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 a mastered artisan, and that is St. Joseph. And this is what brings us to the topic of today, of professionalism. Why is professionalism important for us, lay Catholic leaders in civil society? What makes professionalism a must requirement, a basic requirement that all of us, lay Catholic leaders, must uh, take continuous care of. I want to paint another image for you. Before we, before we begin the conversation and, and everybody will be invited to join in, but I want to paint another image for you that is very powerful uh, to myself. Uh, when I think about Mass, uh, I love Mass, as all of you do, and I love every part of the Mass, but the liturgy of the Eucharist, to me, is is the most beautiful part of the mass. I mean, the, don't don't get me wrong. I, I I love a good homily, 
And some of them have touched me in very profound ways, and, and I know the graces that flow from, from the liturgy of the Word. But the liturgy of the Eucharist, to me, is the most powerful part of the Mass. And, and when I look at a priest, and, and we've all been to, what, thousands of millions of Masses in our lives, right? Uh, some of us go or try to go to daily Mass, and we've been to <laughs> several many Masses in our lives. And we've seen, we've seen all kinds of Masses, right? I mean, the one thing they all have in common is that Jesus is there present in the Eucharist. But you, you know very well that every priest is different. You can see it very much in the homily. A lot of people pay attention to the homily. You must, you should. But you can also see it in the liturgy of the Eucharist. You can see the care, the love, the devotion that a priest puts into the, our sacred Lord, our Eucharistic Lord, after he has uh, consecrated and, and turned the, the bread and wine into the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And especially after communion, you know, I mean, you can see it throughout the liturgy of the Eucharist, but right after communion, when the priest is uh, putting everything away, right, and, and cleaning up the chalice, I, I am always very touched by the care that the priest takes to make sure that none of the particles, and you can, and you know very well that some priests do this better than others, but to take good care that none of the particles of our Eucharistic Lord are dropped in a very, in an any disrespectful way, and the care with which they do it, and the care with which they elevate the host and every single part of the Mass, and particularly the Eucharist, uh, the liturgy of the Eucharist, it is so powerful. I don't know if you are touched in, in the same way that I am touched when I when I watch this happen every Sunday and as often as I can. Uh, I am touched in very profound ways by the love and care that the priest puts. And, and to me, that is more powerful than homily because that his love and care for, the, for our Eucharistic Lord tells me about his own belief in the real presence. What does this have to do with the topic of today? Professionalism. Well, we all know that as lay people, we have uh, inherited, uh, it has been bestowed upon us, uh, the common priesthood. We're all, through the virtue of our baptism, we all inherited uh, or, or, or were bestowed with the common priesthood. We, through the common priesthood, we all exercise this priesthood in our own lives, but but many of us, I mean, I don't know if this is your case, but many of us wonder, what does that mean? What does that mean that I am a priest, that I have the common priesthood? How do I, how the heck do I exercise a priesthood? Uh, I never get in, in an altar. I never consecrate bread and wine. How do I exercise my priesthood? Well, we do it through the ordinary circumstances of our lives, through everything we do, and one very specific thing that we do, lay people, is we work. So when we go to work and we we carry out our work with the same love and devotion that a priest consecrates our Lord and, and elevates the host and, 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 and takes care that not even a single particle of our Eucharistic Lord is dropped when he's cleaning up the chalice and, and putting everything away, 
when we carry out and execute our, our, our work with that same love and devotion for God, when we do our work striving for human perfection and we offer it up to God in heaven as a gift, guess what? Our desk in the office or our, our uh, whatever, whatever place we occupy at work, it has just become an altar and we are exercising our priesthood. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. And this is why professionalism, making sure that we do our work well, that we do it with love, that we treat, treat others in a fair manner, that we are good on our word, that we do our work in a timely manner, and that we deliver on our promises. All of these things are so important because they are part of professionalism. The professional reputation that we will inevitably build by striving to do everything with human perfection and all that, what that means is to the best of our capacity. When we do all of this, we would have, we, we will be exercising, carrying out our priesthood. This is why this is not an option. Each one of us as lay Catholics, we must live every day and through our work, carry out professional practices and conduct ourselves in a professional manner. So we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk about what that means and how we do it. And I've been talking for way too long. So I, I want to hear it from Aaron. And I know you have lots to say about this as well, Aaron. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Christopher, for painting several images for us. Um, I love the image of the week. It's it's so beautiful just to see the Holy Family t t there together. Um, and St. Joseph clearly um, in the process of teaching Jesus his carpentry. And it's just, yeah, it's a beautiful image. So I'm glad that that was our image of the week. Um, and then in, in the way that you described and laid the foundation for um, our discussion today about professionalism in the sense of looking at it through the lens of, of priesthood and, and our, our own role, um, in our ordinary lives. And even though we're not priests, we're the laity, we can still approach our work, our professional lives, um, in the same way that priests approach, um, the Mass and the Eucharist and taking care of, of Jesus. So, um, thank you so much for starting us off. Um, I, I am, we're always passionate about every topic we talk about each week, of course, but um, this one's really interesting because I don't know if it's something that is talked about enough in specifically Catholic communities or Catholic circles. So I'm really glad that we're talking about professionalism through a Catholic lens today. Um, there's certainly a lot to dive into. And I think just some initial thoughts that I wanted to start us off with um, are, are just a couple important things to remember um, when we are talking about this through a specifically Catholic lens. So of course, as as Catholics, we we believe in the dignity of all people. Um, every single person, no matter who they are, where they come from, what their status is, etc. We we believe in the dignity of everyone, um, and of course, from the moment of conception to natural death. And I think everyone in this room um, agrees. But just to clarify, what and who we're talking about. Um, so in our professional lives. Um, we orient ourselves to the dignity of each person before us because this is this is how we approach 
everything with when we do have that that Catholic worldview. Um, so I think that that and and that has everything to do with with being professional. And we'll we'll talk about some of those things later on. But um, professionalism at its core it is literally. I feel like it's Catholic because it's it's approaching every single person as if they are Jesus, which is what we are all called to do, and then it's it's bringing that um, that dignity, that respect, that love into every single interaction we have, and of course, as this conversation um, allows and always points towards is is that professionalism, our our working lives, um, the people that we encounter through our jobs, through um, the communities we serve, the other um, volunteer positions or other kinds of roles that we have in our lives, we are always approaching people with that um, professionalism, that love, that respect, that dignity, um, encountering them as uh, the person of Jesus Christ. And our prof- professionalism reflects God working in us. Um, people people notice, um, especially depending on what kind of a work environment you are in, many of us are in a secular work environment, um, you stand out. If you're, if you're really, truly living this, this Catholic um, life, this professional life, and, and blending the two together, you're going to stand out. You, you do stand out. You are standing out. And people notice. I know we've, over the span of this, um, however many months we've been doing this room now, um, I, I know there have been countless of you who have shared stories of that exact thing, how how, you know, in this situation, I did this, or I had this experience, and I did this, or etc. And, and people noticed someone said something to me, I had a good conversation with this person. So it's, it's, it's noticeable. And it's, it's impactful, and it's influential. And that is what we are all called to do. Um, So just some, some thoughts also to to add to what Christopher said and kind of launch um, us into the rest of the conversation. But yeah, I'm, I'm so excited about this topic and so glad we're discussing it in this group. I, um, I know there's a lot that we can say about it. And of course, we would invite anyone who wants to share um, to come up whenever you are wanting to. So thanks for letting me share, Christopher. Thank you, Erin. And uh, just to follow up on a couple of the things that you said that I totally agree with, and then uh, not to dwell too much into theology or philosophy, because we really want to get down to the practical level of professionalism. But um, I think this is very biblical and very Catholic professionalism. And there are two principles, I think, that are at work here. Uh, One is that which Jesus himself told us, uh, through his apostles, when he asked us to be perfect as his father is perfect, right? And that, of course, can transfer to everything that we do. And the other one is, you mentioned it, Erin, love for our neighbor. Ultimately, when we are professional, when we strive to be professional people, people who, um, you know, who others can rely on, who others can look up to and learn from and be guided by, when we strive to do this, we are being charitable to others. We're treating others with love. We're showing up to our appointments, to our meetings on time out of love for neighbor. We are delivering on our promises and turning in our work, product or service, just as we said we do, out of love for neighbor. 
we're not cheating on our clients or partners and we're being, we're being just and fair with the resources and, 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 and monies or human capital that we are in charge of out of love for neighbor. This ultimately, ultimately, professionalism is charity. So you can see how Catholic and how biblical the principle of professionalism in, is. And I, can, I see that Chris, a good friend of the, of the group, of the room, has joined us on the stage. So Chris, I'd love to hear you, your take on this. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, you know, when I, when I look at professionalism, I look at kind of my own career development with the path I've been on. Um, one of the things that's always struck me is just the authenticity of people's professionalism. And you can, when, when you're trying to practice being um, professional in your own career, uh, you start noticing just how, like, you know, whether you're becoming the person you, you're meant to be or you're becoming somebody else. And I think that it's very, very easy to caught into that minutia of um, kind of faking your way through it. And so when I, when I look at professionalism and others, I always look at what is the message? What is, where's the authenticity in who they are and who they're portraying? And uh, as Catholics, we are called to be the very, we're, we're called to embody what God has given us, right? As far as gifts. And some of us are gifted as extroverts. Some of us are gifted as introverts, right? But um, we we all have the unique ability to kind of come out and be our authentic selves. And if somebody, um, but but doing it in a way that is uh, presentable, right? I mean, you don't you don't go into a crowded room with nobody you know and then start cracking you know random jokes necessarily, right? Um, there's a time and place for that, and uh, there there's there's an element to professionalism that I think that people do miss um, with that authenticity. It's that um, you do have to practice it. It's not something that just is natural. And and to many people, it may feel like, well, they're just naturally able to walk in a room and, and address a crowd. And, and the reality is everybody had to start from somewhere. Um, I've heard people say that about me, and uh, I, I was not like that before. And what really helped was doing things like more public speaking type activities, whether it was, it was mostly when it was scripted, um, you know, trying to have like that Toastmasters uh, personality of, of just understanding and learning what that is, right? And so uh, it's a skill that is something you develop. And when you start developing it more, you start seeing, uh, you start to kind of see more of who you are and who, who you're the person to be before God's eye. So um, yeah, I guess that's just really what I want to bring up is just authenticity, I, I believe, is very important in that. But you have to work at it. It's a skill. Um, and you can do other things to practice at it. Uh, like this morning, I was at my chamber morning meeting and, you know, it, everybody gets up and does a 30 second commercial. And, you know, when I remember when I first went there, I'm like, this is this is kind of scary because I'm brand new. Nobody knows who I am. You know, but that first impression, you know, is it was very important. And so just being very simple at times is all you need to do. Uh, you don't have to make it this grand entrance event uh, when you're going out in front of people or you're or when you're meeting people uh, for the first time in a in a business relationship or a personal relationship. Um, just be who you are and uh, don't don't worry so much about those details. So I'm um, Chris and I'm done speaking. Thank you, Chris. And in the stage, we also have Mary. I would love to hear what she has to share. Um, so this is the first time that I've done this, so bear with me. But um, I, uh, yeah, I think this is the Holy Spirit um, got who got me on today because I haven't been on for a while. But uh, recently, someone um, from work has 
um, you know, been expressing an interest in wanting to understand the true presence, um, better. He can't, he converted, um, out of, uh, a sense that the Catholic church off- offered the truth and like the most logical, uh, presentation of the truth. Um, but has, so, but he didn't really understand the true presence and hasn't invested in understanding it. Um, and then recently a friend shared with me that a coworker of hers, um, invited her to, participate in his wedding to read a reading at his Catholic wedding because he attributed her witness, um, in their workplace, they work in a marketing firm to, um, part of his conversion story. So kind of going along with what everybody said, um, that that authenticity, even in those small encounters has, there's, um, can bear rich fruit. Um, so sorry if this is a little convoluted, but I kind of wanted to see what people had to say and Forgive me, Christopher, if this is exactly what you didn't want to happen to go into like the philosophical or theological areas of this. But um, just, yeah, so when when you are met with somebody who in the workplace who, you know, has a sense of Catholicism and wants to know more, um, where do you typically direct them? And, you know, considering it is a workplace environment, um, to what extent do you get involved? Um, Mary, thank you for listening. Mary, absolutely, we are not uh, afraid of uh, continuing to delve into the philosophical, uh, but we definitely want to link it to the practical, right? For example, Chris talks about authenticity and, and why, ultimately, why are all of these things important? What happens when you build a professional reputation and act professionalism? So people I, I, look up to you. Uh, and Chris, sorry, I, I, I'll let you speak in a second. But people do look up to you. And what happens when people look up to you? Well, they want to see what is the secret of your joy. And that is when we reveal to them our best friend, Jesus Christ. Chris, I'm sorry. I can't. No, 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 you're fine. I just want to add um, more more there because, you know, as we're speaking, I was thinking back about what you brought up about things like the mass, right? And, and just the the reverence that is that is performed by the priest uh, during the consecration and after the con- after uh, communion, right? And um, there's something interesting about that as far as a connection between where I'm at today and where I was, you know, several years ago. And when I started to really understand the real presence, and it was through a couple of years of adoration that it, it finally just hit me, like, like what have I been doing wrong all this time? When I started to understand that real presence, that's when I started noticing a change in just my overall demeanor uh, in work, in in the family life, just interacting with people, and um, and and especially how I express my faith and talk about my faith, right? Because um, I I did look at the priest as that example of just every every detail they go through. It's methodical, right? Most priests have a, a method, and you watch them, and there's. I mean, I remember watching one priest when he's raising the host up for consecration. I mean, he's trying to stretch his arms as high as he can go in front of the Eucharist. And I just like that just that touched me in a way where it's like, here's this priest putting himself completely out there in in, in persona Christi, right? And, and trying to embody that as best as, as he can and emulate. And then I'm seeing that inspira- I'm seeing that as inspiration as what am I doing to emulate Christ as best as I can at my highest possible point? How how far am I reaching? Am I just kind of going lukewarm, touching the water to see, testing it? Or am I really going full in, even though I know it's icy cold, but I have to go in because I've got to lead somewhere by example, right? That's, that's how God is using me. And so 
that that was empowering for me to go out into the world and you know speak who I am and then but know that I have Christ on my side and and, and represent Christ as I can as best as possible in me right and in my actions and in my words and so that but but carrying that is is a weight in itself because you want to because that's that's God that's the Son of God you want to make sure that you present the son of God in that same manner, that same reverence, right? But you do it in everything you do. And this is, this is the kind of stuff that Jose Maria Escriva, you know, goes into detail about is, is living out your vocation as the layperson, right? And, and being, being in the world so that we can evangelize in our actions themselves. And so that, that very act uh, of the consecration is inspiring because that priest is, acting in due reverence, right? And and you can call it professionalism. I think it's it, professionalism, we, we need to know it, right? It's 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 become this, it is like this secular term, okay? Um, and it's not tied to like faith so much because, you know, it's the secular world doesn't want anything to do with that, right? But it's a, it is a, like, like uh, Chris and Aaron were saying earlier, this is a Catholic principle. And if you look at the Christian communities of the early ages when they were forming and they, the church was spreading slowly, they were well-formed, well-organized and, and in harmony kind of with kind of the world around them while the chaos was going on outside of their, their, their village, their walls, if you will. Right. And so, but that, that's kind of that reverence and, and that's, that's what professionalism is about, right? It's a reverence and respect and a gratitude and humility kind of all in one for the other person. And, and there is a sacrifice for the other person, right? To listen, especially because professionalism is, is also about listening and, and being, being there for that other person, right? And being in service to them in some other way. So, um, in terms of practicality and where it's led me in my career, I mean, um, it's there's still lots of work to be done. I have to admit, I'm I'm not really a confrontational person, you know. Um, but I've been told that I have to be more assertive sometimes in, in what I do, and it's like, well, how do I do that in a professional manner, right? And and so now it's like, okay, how do I look to some of you know the the priests and and the saints that have you know, learned how to turn the other cheek, if you will, in that proper way, right? In a in a charitable way that isn't kind of like a, a stab. It's more of a, hey, let's really reconsider this, right? Kind of thing. So um there, there's so many elements to kind of dive into, but but I just want to share that that, you know, it, it's a it's an evolution and um you know going back to what I said earlier, it's this evolution, but it, it came for me and evolved from uh just watching how that consecration happens. And ever since then, it's like, okay, I want to represent God and Christ and my faith and my family as best as I can. And I'm going to fail, but pick myself back up, dust myself off. And if it's a consistent, consistent failure, go to confession, get rid of it. And that has been, th- that that's helped quite a bit actually, um, without even me realizing it. Like just one day it's like, oh, I don't do that anymore. That's interesting. Why is that? Right. So um, I'm done. I'm Chris and I'm done speaking. <laughs> Absolutely, Chris. And I love that you see the connection because I think there is a very strong connection between the Eucharist and that image of the priest taking such good care and love of our Lord can translate and should translate into the way that we take care of everything we do at work in a professional manner. Erin, feel, please feel free to jump in at any moment because r- r- right now I would like to really shift into the practical aspects. I know that you had some ideas that you had prepared, but I'm thinking about professional dress, professional attire, timeliness, written communications, spoken communications, responsibility, accountability. The, th- the thing is that 
if we don't bring it down to the practical level, it stays in the cloud. That's what I, I, I found that with things that are not brought down to the practical level, and even though the, 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 the list that I just gave you seems very uh, simple and, 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 you know, sort of like a no-brainer, uh, do we really think about these things and do we really strive to do them? So, Erin, um, would you like to share some of what you had? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't want to steal your thunder, Christopher, because some of the things I was going to share come from a blog post that you wrote. But um, you just touched on several of them. But yeah, I love practicals. So I'm glad that we're going to get into those. Um, so yeah, what what does professionalism actually look like? Um, Christopher, of course, mentioned some dressing professionally, um, being respectful, uh, sh- you know, re- and then it goes into even like, let's return all of our voicemails and our emails in a timely manner, being ethical, practicing care. We've talked a lot about care in, in regards to like charity and, and understanding the person in front of us as a, as Jesus Christ and that they deserve d- dignity and respect. So practicing care is huge. Um, Christopher mentioned communicating well, that is essential. Um, and of course, following up on things, follow up on all of your calls, all of your emails, all of your conversations, all of your questions, and especially your promises. So these are just some like very practical things. And for some of us in this room, like you may be thinking, okay, well, I do all of those things, or these are kind of no brainers or, but some people actually don't. And we have to remember like, what is professionalism actually mean when we boil it down to um, the practical levels. Of course, we've defined it as as truly um, practicing charity and everything um, through that Catholic lens. But then, when we're really living this out day to day, what does that mean? And of course, we're we're when we do these things, we are being charitable. We are being professional. We are fulfilling our duties that the Lord has called us to in our work. And. Um, for some of us, this could be overwhelming. You're like, well, I can, I feel like I only, I only can follow up on certain things or I can only communicate well in these situations. And like, it's, it, but you know what, as, as when we are striving for excellence, all of these things will fall into place. Some of us are better at certain things than others. Chris talked a lot about um, skills and, and this thing, this needs to be practiced. These aren't things that always come naturally to every single person, but on the practical level of professionalism, um, these are some things that we are called to do. So um, those are a few things that I wanted to dive into, but um, I did want to go back to dressing professionally. And again, I don't want to steal your thunder, Christopher, so I'll, I'll keep it brief so you can talk more about this because you also wrote the blog post on that. <laughs> um, but just a couple things that st- stand out to me um, in... In, in what professional dress is or, or dressing for success. Um, actually, we have a different, sorry, I have a different um, thing that I'll be pulling from. So I'll leave that to you, Christopher, if you want to dive into that one more. But um, we can approach uh, professionalism in dress through a sacramental view or a sacramental lens. So what exactly does that mean? Um, I didn't really understand that until I was um, someone from our Tepiac Leadership Initiative cohort a couple of years ago wrote an amazing blog post on this, and um, 
it's it's so beautiful. So just a couple things. So why is this so important? First of all, um, because some people are like, well, my workplace doesn't really have a dress code or a uniform, and we all kind of just wear whatever. And as long as we're getting our work done, like that's what actually matters. And you know what? That's fine, and that works for some people in some places of of employment, but. Um, when we're really truly showing up as professionals, our dress reflects who we are, how we're showing up, and how important the people are around us. And I know that may seem kind of harsh, especially for those of you who do live in the workplace that I just described, um, but are, aren't the people who are Christ living among us worth dressing up for and getting ready for each day? And it's definitely something that we need to understand and consider because um, the way that we present ourselves to the world is very important. It tells a story. It speaks beauty and truth and goodness. It is so much more important than um, so many in our culture and our society today um, see it as. So just for example, let's bring it back to the basics. Um Material matters. We, we live in a world where God became man, he took on flesh, and he explicitly used material to convey who he was, to convey grace, to convey truth. Um, so for us nowadays, trying to wrap our mind around this, like imagine any of the sacraments without the thing that makes them truly, fully the sacrament. So imagine baptism with no water or the Eucharist with no bread and wine, or confirmation without oil. Like, it doesn't work. Like, it's impossible. Um, the, the things that, the material that of the liturgy is, is what draws us into the reality of the liturgy, into the reality of prayer, into the reality of Mass, into the reality of the sacraments. So, just to kind of understand like material matters. So what we wear and how we present ourselves matters. So this is just an introduction to this sacramental view of the way we dress. And, and I know that this conversation isn't just about dressing professionally, so I'll keep it brief. But just something that is really important that we do need to remember is, is professionalism has everything to do um, not only with how we um, treat the people around us through our words and our actions and the actual work we do, but also through how we dress and how we present ourselves to them. So that is just one of the many practicals of this conversation. Christopher, I'm sure you have more to add, but um, I'm glad that we're getting into some more of the, the practicals of what professionalism actually looks like. Thank you for that, Erin. And um, I'm, I'm looking at the at the room right now, the people in the room. So glad to see Christopher from the TLI uh, 2021 Los Angeles cohort, Kelly, Carolina. So, so good to see you, Cecilia, Andres, Rafael, Paul, Carlos, Alex, DR, Manu, Manjusha, La, <laughs> all of you, thank you for joining us. I'm looking at somebody in particular who is a very good friend. I consider him a very good friend and who I know lives out in his life uh, all of these principles. And, and that is Andres Martin. I don't, don't want to put you on the spot, Andres, but I, I do think of you that way and I, I admire you, my friend. And um, 
and what we're talking about when we talk about professional uh, attire, now we're talking about the specifics of professionalism, and we're talking about professional dress, professional attire. Erin talked about that. So one thing that is important to clarify and to premise with is always that professional attire and professional dress it's really just our business card, sort of how we introduce ourselves. And we all know that we only have one chance to, to make a, a first good first impression, right? The way that uh, we present ourselves is our business card. But we must back it up with substance because we all know those people in the office who dress up really pretty. But when it comes down to do the work, the substance is not there. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about that very basic basic step from which we uh, go forward, right? We must dress professionalism, professional, with professionalism. And I always, I always find myself thinking about the way in which the religious priests and nuns uh, live their vocation, the, the many parallels that there are with how they live out their vocation and how we, the lady, are supposed to live our, our vocation. For example, we talked earlier about the, the love and devotion that, that a priest has for the Eucharist in the altar during Mass, right? And how that translates into our common priesthood and the love and devotion that we must have for everything that we do in the our altar of our work, of our work life, right? Okay, so now that we're talking about professional attire, professional dress, the way that the, the clergy, the religious, nuns and priests dress up, think about the, the way that they dress up and the, the different habits that religious people have and, and the cassocks and, and everything that they wear and what do they communicate with it? Because a priest and a nun can be walking through town doing their grocery shopping or whatever, but just being dressed the way they're dressed, they're saying something. What are they saying? All of us hear it. We hear it spoken from the way they look, right? They're saying, I represent God. I'm a child of God. I, 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 I have a business and my business is God's business. Well, for us, for the lady, I think, you know, allow me to, to submit to you that the equivalent of a cassock or a habit is for certainly for the gentlemen, a suit. And for the ladies, you know, there, there are a lot of other uh, equivalents of a suit. I know there is a lot more flexible, but you know what the equivalent of a suit is for you, the ladies, right? So whatever that professional attire is, as lay people, we can also use with intentionality and communicating something outwardly saying, I mean, I am here representing the church representing God. I am Christian. I, I'm a Catholic, and I'm here to do business, God's business. And because of that, I dress professional and I communicate that and I and I act that way. I think that is just the baseline. But there's much more. There's much more, and and Aaron touched on some of it. But I can think of. I think we can all think of all of those different instances through our uh, professional lives when we felt a little frustrated with other peers or colleagues' uh, behavior or conduct or, or, or lack of professionalism, and right there is where we can spot, because we're frustrated with these things, we can think of the opposite, and we can think of exactly the things that every professional should be doing. 
I can tell you a, a couple because I, I often find myself very frustrated with this. Returning emails on time. <laughs> how, many, how many times have you sent an important email and you've had the expectation of getting a, uh, uh, I think it's a very realistic, very professional expectation of getting a reply by the next day. All right, let's say that you, you send an email to a very busy person. I believe that a professional standard should be that emails must be replied in no later than 48 hours, ideally within 24 hours. If only to say, I received your communication, I'm working on it. We want to acknowledge those who are communicating with us, right? But also, in not only in the written communication that Erin listened, in the spoken communication, when we talk to other people, I feel that today we are losing the respect that there used to be for titles. And we need to get back to addressing people as, as doctor or, 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 you know, whatever, chancellor, whatever title a, a person, a professional has, guess what? They earn that title. They earn that title. There's a reason why there's also an equivalent of this in, in, the, in the religious life, right? Some, some clergy, some priests have the title of Monsignor, right? A, a, the right-hand man of a priest, I'm, I'm sorry, of a bishop, is the vicar general. There are titles for a reason, and we must respect those titles. And at some point, people are going to tell you, you know, you know what? Hey, uh, Christopher, you can, you, can, you can just call me Jane, or you can just call me Joe, and then you can do that. They have given you permission to, to talk to them in a more personal manner. But until that happens, you, we must address people as, uh, um, through their titles. And then we, use, we must use Mr. And, and Miss and Mrs. And, you know, I was recently blessed to, for the first time ever, be in Europe with my wife. And one of the things that really struck my attention, uh, really struck me from the Europeans, starting with London, where we just make a quick stop. We didn't even get out of the airport, but we, at the terminal, we had some food at, uh, at, the Lon uh, uh, at the restaurant there in London. And, and the people in the restaurant treated my wife as madam. And I've never heard anybody call my wife madam before. <laughs> then we went to Italy and then to Greece, and everybody treated my wife as madam. I loved it. I love the respect that that communicated towards my wife, you know? And, and sometimes people call me Mr. And, and at first it used to make me feel old, but now, now I realize it's respect, you know? But, but this is turning quickly into a monologue and I don't want to do that. Uh, all of you are welcome to come up to the stage. Share with us what are those things that you think are lacking in society, in, in, in your professional life? What are the things that we must be paying more attention to and strive towards Andres, I know you have, uh, I'm going to call you Andres for sure. I know you have uh, lots of thoughts on the, on the issue, on the, on the topic. So please come up to the stage and share a little bit for us. Thank you so much, um, Chris and Aaron. And Chris, I do consider you a good friend and actually an honor to call you a good friend. So um, thank you so much for that. But yeah, there's so many different thoughts going through my head in terms of uh, professionalism and so many points that um, you and Aaron, and um, I heard the tail end of Chris, what, what you guys were talking about. And um, I would say, yeah, you guys are dead on with um, with regard to professional attire. In fact, I was in a, a meeting, an important meeting the other day, and um, so, some of my peers, they weren't dressed. Um, I, I was dressed um, business attire, but some of my peers weren't. 
was kind of surprised by that. And obviously, granted, most people have been virtually. And so sometimes they're kind of lax and they're tired. And in fact, that that's a whole other story. Um, when we did go to virtual meetings, um, I always ensured, and, and Chris, you know this about me, that it's important for me to to present myself in a certain way, in a certain manner that shows that I'm serious about my work and I care about the people that I'm meeting with enough to um, dress in in good attire, which would be either um, a polo sometimes, um, but most of the time it's actually in um, a collared shirt. And it was something that had happened during the pandemic where I was during um, the staff meetings and during um, just team meetings with other supervisors and managers, I would pretty much be like the only one that was dressed in a collared shirt. Um, oftentimes I'd see my peers um, in t-shirts or just, um, I, I don't know, just maybe different, different attire, you know, even like some of the women in just um, unprofessional attire. And um, eventually they started to realize that that was communicating something. They were communicating something that was um, showing the people that were in attendance that they weren't, I, I guess they weren't taking this virtual thing as seriously as probably they should have. Um, so then over time you started to see that people would actually show up in collared shirts and maybe polos and whatnot. So, um, I, I thought that was great that just being that example, um, that, that we're all called to be that eventually people kind of catch on. And, um, I would say the same with regard to mass attendance. Um, I know there's something I talk about, um, in the TLI with, with the different cohorts and how important it is for me when I attend mass, um, I, that I dress in professional attire. I'm, I'm always in a, even during summer, the hot summers in Arizona, I'm always in a, um, a collar shirt, tie slacks and, um, a blazer. And I think again, that, that communicates to the people that are there. It also communicates to, to my family that this is a serious matter. I'm going to, to see and be present and present myself in front of, I mean, Christ the King and also receive him. And it is my, my attire is reflecting my attitude and um, my willingness to approach our Lord and receive Him worthily in the way that I um, I express myself w- with my dress. So um, that, that's something else that I've shared with people that's um, important to me. And I think um, over time, I've seen people change the way that they're um, dressing and, and going to Mass and, and whatnot. And I think that is good because, again, we're, we're showing that this is something that, that's extremely important, of, of really of the utmost importance. I even asked the question, well, how would you dress if you were going to visit the Queen of England or the President of the United States or going to a nice um, dinner party or, or whatnot? How would you dress for that? Why wouldn't you dress the same when you're going to receive our Lord, the real presence of our Lord in the Eucharist? And so it, it's just a good question to throw to people sometimes. But going back to... Um, yeah, that meeting the other day, like I was saying, um, some some of my peers just weren't dressed as I was expecting them to be dressed. Um, and actually, one of them I, I'd never met in person before because when I started my job, it was in the middle of the pandemic. So it was pretty interesting. But um, she had actually asked me, she's like, wow, you're dressed really nice. Like, what's going on? I'm like, well, this is a 10th floor. This is the floor where the board of supervisors are. I'm not sure who is going to be on this floor, but I was going to be meeting with you guys. And I just wanted to ensure that I was I was dressed well. And so they, they understood. Um, but again, that that's communicating to people that I, I take this seriously and it's important to me. And um, the other thing, Chris, you were kind of talking about, um, I guess, qualms that we have with regard to um, other people. And 
um, or just bringing it down to the practical. Um, I mean, you're, you're spot on with the, uh, the written communication and the, um, just the verbal communication as well. And, um, writing professionally and speaking professionally. And, um, one of the things that I'm, I'm happy to say about myself is I, I, I don't use foul language. Um, but in, in the work environment, oftentimes you, you may see people where they just feel comfortable using foul language around you and, um, say certain words. And um, sometimes I'm sharing stories that where people have used foul language, but I, I don't use those words, whereas other people would. And you, you kind of start to see that people, over time, they start to shape their language and what they're using with you. And I think it makes them a little more cognizant of, well, this person, you know, he's, he's, he's thinking about these things. He doesn't use that language, but he's thinking about this. So maybe I should um, use different words, you know, and, and say different things in a manner that it, it is more professional, more um, respectful of the people that I'm speaking with. So that, that's another thing that um, I guess a, a qualm that I, I kind of have with people. And over time, again, you start to see a change. Um, but yeah, all the, the practicality that you were talking about, Chris, I, I think that's so essential. I mean, if we boil down the, uh, the cardinal virtues to how we can live those out in our everyday lives in the professional world, um, it really starts to make an impact and a difference in the people that um, you're working for, the people that are working for you, the people that you're working with. And it just really goes to show that you're an employee that, I mean, is, is a value and someone that people want to work with, want to be around, want to seek out um, as an employee, as a mentor, just all these different things. Um, but yeah, just to kind of wrap it up. Um, yeah, it, it's really an important topic. I'm glad you guys are talking about it because I'll, I'll be honest to me, and this is where the Tepec leadership has really just kind of... Um, helped me to um, excel and, and just um, really was a, a great launching point for me in my career. Um, just learning so much for, from the, the Tech Leadership but, um, Initiative, but with regard to professionalism and just starting to think about thinking about these things a little bit more, um, I can say implementing these a little bit more in my life and, and some new things that were added, it, it's really been a difference. Um, it's really been a game changer. It's made a difference for me in, in terms of my my career and, and people um, wanting to work with me and, and seeking me out. And it's just been, it's been fantastic. So um, yeah, thank you for the time and I'll throw it back to you, Chris. Thanks. Thank you, Andres. And, and thank you for sharing all of that. Uh, and I can talk about Andres because I know him well that uh, through his example, I confirm that not only are these things good because God wants them of us be perfect as my father is, perfect, love our neighbor, love your neighbor. All of that is professionalism, but they actually are good for you too. And, and dress at work through his professional career. He has been noticed by his supervisors and he has been promoted and he's well-regarded because of his professionalism. So the, all of these things are not only the right thing to do, they are the smart thing to do as well. So um, we're getting close to an end. And, and I want to ask at this point, Erin, to wrap us up with that wonderful summary that she always offers uh, for, for our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what a great conversation today, as always. Um, and thank you for those of you who came up on stage and shared. And then, of course, for those of you who listened in, um, there were certainly lots of great things talked about and mentioned. And I hope all of you were influenced in some way um, by what was shared. So 
uh, let's summarize what we talked about. So Christopher began our talk today um, discussing the priesthood and how even though we are the laity, we can still exercise this priesthood through the ordinary circumstances of our lives, especially through our work. For example, he mentioned our space at work um, is the altar on which we exercise our priesthood. So um, that is, that's the place where uh, we are called to be, uh, many of us, in, as a vocation. And of course, um, what, we, what we spend a lot of our time in our lives doing is, is performing work and what the Lord has called us to do in that work. So um, it is a very important space for us to bring Christ to. Um, Christopher also talked about professionalism and said that it is professionalism is charity, um, which we shared many examples of and defined in, in many different ways throughout this conversation. But what it boils down to is, is that's what professionalism is. And um, then Chris shared uh, some awesome things. Uh, let's, let's see here. He said that we are called to embody what God has given us. Um, so beautiful and so true. Um, I think this this is that's a perfect uh, thing to share in this conversation because we talked a lot about um, the practicals and the skills of what professionalism entails and and God has given us these things um, either that we are already good at or or that we can work on and build up to being good at so um, such a great thing to share Chris. Um, you also shared that we have to practice professionalism. It's a skill to be developed, which I just uh, kind of got ahead of myself and said. So thank you for sharing that. And then you talked a lot about how authenticity is very important. Um, couldn't agree more. And thank you for the examples in which you shared um, that authenticity. Um, and then again, you, you shared that professionalism is also about listening. So true, and we when we opened this this room, we we discussed, um, you know, that professionalism is is encountering each person before us with dignity and respect, and of course, listening goes hand in hand with that. So thank you, um, Christopher shared uh, the way that we present ourselves is our business card. I actually love that like imagery if, if that's the way to say it um it's it's so true i mean the way we present ourselves to the world as we discussed in other ways um is is very important and it shows a lot about who we are and how we feel about the people around us and who we are encountering each day so it really is our business card Profe he also shared that professional professional dress must be substantiated with good professional substantial work. I think I messed that up. But basically, um, <laughs> professional dress can't just be, oh, I look good all the time, but it's not backed up by um, the the good work that we are called to be doing. Um, we need to, it's a both and. So um, wonderful part of to bring into this conversation because looking good is great, but that's not what, that's not the only thing that professionalism is. Um, and then we, we got into some more practicals. Um, we talked about communication, specifically emails or phone calls, things like that. Christopher shared that these kinds of things should be responded to within 24 um, to 48 hours. And, and what a great thing to, to keep in mind and for all of us to strive for. I know I am not 
super great at that. Um, but that is a professional act. It is, it is getting back to people in a timely manner, and that is what we are called to do. Um, another practical thing is, is titles. Titles are very important, as Christopher said. And um, we are to call people by their titles, and that is a mark of true professionalism. Last but not least, Andres, you shared so many great things with us, but one of the things that I really took away from what you talked about is mass. You said dressing up for mass is a, is a very serious matter. We must show up to receive Jesus worthily. So thank you for sharing your uh, witness to that and, and your example. And, and it is a sacrifice, especially in these hot summer months in Arizona when it's 100 by 9 a.m. and you're wearing a, a full suit to mass, but it is so worth it and so beautiful um, to be a witness to others in that way because Mass isn't just another event that we go to. It is um, the most important part of our week. So thank you again, everyone, for sharing all of your um, thoughts and experiences and ideas with us today. Such a great conversation. I will hand it back to you now, Chris. Thank you for that, Erin. I don't know how you do it. Thank you. Thank you. Next week, Work-Life Balance and God. So please, I hope all of you will join us next week here at Catholic Leadership for Civil Society. The overarching theme is Catholic Leadership, lay Catholic leadership, not for the parish or the diocese, nothing wrong with that, but we're talking about Catholic Leadership for Civil Society. Each week, there's a different topic. Next week, we'll be talking about Work-Life Balance and God. And please follow Erin and me. And uh, I also invite you to keep the conversation going in our Telegram group. So if you click on my uh, photo or Erin's, or you go to our bios and right there you'll find the link to our Telegram group that which you can join to continue the conversation, to check out the image of the week. Uh, you can find the direct link in Erin's or my profile. Also, don't forget to join the Catholic Professionals Club here on Clubhouse. Join us live on Clubhouse Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific. If you like what you heard today, listen to it again or share it throughout the week through our podcast. You can find it in all platforms. Just look for Catholic Leadership for Civil Society in whichever platform that you like to use to listen to podcasts. You'll find Catholic Leadership for Civil Society. And remember, uh, you know, before, before I close, I just want to tell you, we talk about all of these things. Ultimately, we're talking about, again, we do it very often, striving for human perfection. That only means trying to do things the best to the best of our abilities, right? So in with professionalism, we try to be responsible and accountable. So I have missed appointments in my life several times. And not intentionally, not, not out of neglect. Something happened and I had to miss an, an appointment. So we're going to fail. We're going to fail every now and then. And then what do we do? We excuse ourselves professionally and, 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 and give an explanation for why we didn't deliver on our professionalism. And then we try to make it up. That is being accountable. So that's also very important. Ultimately, it is important that we strive to become influential leaders in civil society. That's, that's the ultimate message of this room. Why? Why? Just look at the world today, friends, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, what we're doing here is we're inviting you to prayerfully discern and then step into the leadership role that God has for you in civil society. Why? Because if not now, when? And if not us, who? Have a wonderful week. Have a blessed day.